morning, great afternoon, great night. Welcome to Moments of Mindset, the podcast. I am your host, your guide, Rodney Williams, and thank you, as always, for listening in. If this is your first time, thank you. If you've been here before, thank you. Keep bringing your friends and family to these conversations of clarity that are going to put you on the path towards abundance, right? And I know that we talk mindset, habits, and action plans, but not just the, the theories, but how to practically uh, implement these strategies and tactics, if you will, in your life, because it's about the experience. So in continuing the spirit of that theme of teaching and bringing on experts, uh, this is another part with one of my great friends, Jared. He is a crypto enthusiast and expert. And last time we left off, we mentioned celebrating his win with regard to his business. And I'm actually here at Jared's crypto mining farm, and I'm learning from all of these gems. And I'm going to allow him to take over and kind of really dive deep. You've heard him and his passion and his love for wanting to help. But now he's actually going to share about himself and how he actually came to this point of wanting to be a beacon of light and help with changing your mindset towards the archaic methods of the financial systems, what we're tied to, and how to open up your mind to really sink your teeth into financial liberation, not just the quick fix. So without further ado, let's go! Jared, you have the floor, my friend. Welcome hey, back again. Hey, Do me a favor. Um, tie in last episode with this episode along with your amazing story, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so again, thanks a lot for having me here. And I'm, I'm really eager to talk about this part because this is what I'm really into and, and where that financial independence kind of comes from. So, you know, we're tied to those those archaic financial systems or just methods that we're generally used to and the way we spend and use our money. Um, you know, to kind of tie things together with the last, uh, the first episode and stuff we've talked about in our last one, uh, we, we can tie that into geopolitical events. So, you know, current events, like what mentioned in the first one, where a war breaks out or... Uh, if you are in Canada and you're a Canadian and you want to support a political viewpoint and or and or rally or something some event of that nature uh, ie the, the freedom convoy that was up there blocking a lot of traffic and stuff whether you agree with that or not that, that it's your right to voice your your opinion about that matter and some people were doing that in forms of donations and sadly, uh, when they did that, the Canadian government actually was freezing assets, freezing bank accounts to prevent that from those donations from going to the Freedom Convoy. Yeah. And again, you may not be uh, supportive of it or not, but maybe you are. And to now know that a government can just stop your bank account or your assets just because you wanted to voice your opinion about a matter that's control that's yeah. putting the thumb down on you yeah. and stopping you from freely living your life yeah. or moving through this world as i see we should mm -hmm. you know as well as our money so um you know speaking from the first episode we talked about uh russia and i i mentioned israel but i meant to mention ukraine and with the russian and ukraine war here's a picture to think about is if you are in Russia and you did not support this war, but your country went to war anyways, you you had your uh, assets, your your money tied up in, in your native currency, which was the Russian or is the Russian ruble. It has now tanked below a penny. So kind of imagine the U.S. dollar being one dollar, and all of a sudden we went to war with somebody and the world turned against us, which is what we are doing with sanctions and many other avenues, their currency dropped below a penny. 
So if you did not support the war and wanted to get out, or if the war was kind of coming to your area, then you don't even have the funds now to get out of that area yeah. nor feed your family. Yeah. The value of your currency has dropped, but yet you had nowhere else to put it. There was nothing else to to store that value and that asset in, right? That hard-earned dollar. Yeah. Well, yeah, cryptocurrencies have given us that avenue. They've given us that avenue to be freed from a government oppression and or not support or be affected by a government's polit uh, viewpoint, and in this case, starting a war invading with another country yeah. that is totally insane, you know, with what's going on with that. Yeah. So imagine those two scenarios where, like, again, you wanted to support a political viewpoint and you wanted to donate to that cause, and as soon as you did, your government froze your assets. That means you can't even buy food for that day. They literally froze the bank account, and so where where are you gonna now? How, how are you gonna live? Right? Yeah. Where are you gonna get money yeah. to? Uh, you have to ask your friends or family or do whatever you gotta do to make up that money, yeah. right? And then if you're in a country where you're living there and trying to just go about your day, where you've always been and where you love to live, but they decide to go to war by invading, a, you know, a country nearby, their neighbor then you you are affected greatly by that and so is your your assets which you depend on yeah. to pay your bills to feed yourself and to transport yourself to whatever location you want so in my eyes the you should be able to freely move about without being be, being stopped in that nature mm -hmm. and cryptocurrencies do that so yeah you know that um that you know, ties back to what we had talked about in the previous episodes, and um, you know, I'd really like to, if you're interested, Rodney, I'd literally like to uh, go ahead and set up a, a crypto wallet for you right here and now, yeah, so that we can go through those simple steps, and you can kind of explain how easy it is for you to do that, and from that moment forward, you will be uh, broken from the chains that bind you through different avenues that you're not fully aware of yeah right yeah and you will have that independent freedom that we've been talking about cool you will finally be able to be in control of your assets 100 percent, and nobody else can stop it from flowing and moving the way you need to move perfect so you know it's just as simple as right now we want to use a wallet that allows you to keep your uh, seed phrase. Okay. Right? We definitely want that, and we and that's where we want to to make sure we keep in our assets in some type of wallet of that nature because uh, you don't want to leave it on exchange like the crypto.com that we talked about. Yeah. You may want to you, you want to leave some on there, but just not that it's going to hurt you if, if it happens. does something happens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, um, but with having a wallet of this nature, it's always with you. If somebody steals your phone, like happens all the time now you know they, they're not going to be able to get into your phone or get into that wallet necessarily uh they won't be able to do that um in, unless they're you know real keen at hacker status yeah, right yeah. really good at hacking uh it's, it might be possible to break somebody's wallet because things have been happening on that level but uh you'll be in full control of it to where if somebody did take your phone you could come back to the house and load up MetaMask and install, uh, type in your seed phrase and immediately have control of your assets again. Immediately have those funds without giving them time to even try to do that, to yeah. hack it, right? So uh, again, just, you know, you simply go to the app store and download MetaMask and uh, it's got a little uh, fox icon, little, okay. fo little fox character that... Uh, Meta, M-E-T-A, yes. mask, boom. Yeah. Almost like, yeah, so right there, MetaMask with the blockchain. Okay. Yeah. And the cool thing about it is it's a free app, and uh, it does not take any personal information to set up. So unlike a bank account, you've got to go in there with a driver's license, form of identity. You've got to typically have a certain amount to even start the account. Sometimes it's 50 bucks. Other times it's 500 Well, imagine the third world countries right now in this day and age 
they do not have a Wells Fargo or a Chase Bank around every corner like we have, you know, like coffee shops are around uh, the streets are around yeah. here, right? So yeah. they don't even have the documentation sometimes to prove who they are. But yet you want to prohibit them from managing their funds or being able to pay somebody to travel to get to the better place where they may be able to, to create that better life. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and their items may get stolen along the way. They wouldn't have lost their crypto either if they lost their phone along that way. Yeah. And one crazy fact that seems to be out there is that even in those poor uh, countries, everybody seems to have a cell phone. So, again, getting back to setting up the wallet, yeah. you just simply download the app. And as you can see, uh, just to kind of, I guess, describe for them what you're seeing there. So you just... Get through a simple welcome screen, right? Yeah, I'm at the uh, the home screen for Welcome to MetaMask, and there's an icon showing their logo of the mask. And it at the very bottom, it shows you uh, three menu options, the three dots to get started. And so, click yeah, on to get can, started. You can just jump to the get started, you or uh, flip it to the side. To okay. Read. So then, when you flip, when you scroll to the right, it says manage your digital assets. Store, spend, and send digital assets like tokens, Ethereum, and unique collectibles. And then you scroll again, and your get your gateway to Web3. You, know, you can log in with your MetaMask and make transactions to invest, earn, play games, sell, and more. So the two things there to point out is that the on the first one, on the second one there, they talked about the uh, unique collectibles. That would be your NFTs. NFTs. So this wall is going to act as your, you know, the, where you store your assets, but also where you can store your NFTs, uh -huh. right, or attach them to the wallet, in which they're always assigned to that wallet. Oh uh -huh, yeah. So you can have your NFTs and your assets in that same wallet. Yeah. So, and then on the the last thing that they said was the Web three, which is growing and blowing up big time, and this is where they're decentralizing the internet, uh, and that instead of a company owning uh, the infrastructure and stuff, we now uh, have a different avenue to go down, right? Because you're, you're kind of bottlenecked in some of those avenues to pay for higher services. Yeah. Well, this is going to decentralize that and nobody's going to own the internet. Yeah. Which is what we want because you don't want anybody controlling where right. we have a freedom of information. Mm -hmm. anyway, right? Yeah. This is a great source. Yeah. The internet's awesome. So moving forward, you just uh, go ahead and hit the great start. And uh, we'll go through the steps now. So, so it's asking you, here's where if you had a previous MetaMask, uh, you could import your seed phrase. And this again goes to when if you get your phone stolen from you or if you lose it or what, whatever, you can uh, just import the seed phrase mm -hmm. and your funds are immediately moved over to the electronic device. And it can be happen on the phone, it can happen on a laptop with a simple app, I mean, web browser. Yeah. It's, it's super quick and easy to yeah. actually install on the, on the computer as well. So you're just going to create a new wallet. Okay. And, it, and again, this is like setting up a bank account. Remember? Yeah. So there's Online. no uh, information needed. You didn't have to pull out your driver's license, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. So uh, they're trying to ask for just to help them improve. They, you know, this is the metadata that most people collect. And, uh, uh, you know, with crypto, you can now be incentivized for sharing that information. Yeah. So that's something cool about another project uh, to talk about later. But I don't know if you agree. Uh, you know, I, agree. I, I, I typically say no to things, but, uh, you know, I'm just always not one to share. But this is up to you if you want to agree or not. So, yeah, sure. I'll go ahead and agree. Perfect. So moving forward, it's standard kind of account creation. Mm -hmm. Just set up a, a password there and agree to the terms and conditions that they have down below. Passwords are always difficult to create. Right. Password, uh, yes. Okay, so now we're at the stage where you get your secret phrase, which is, again, your seed phrase, as they say it at times, too. And uh, 
this is where you want to document this specifically. There's about 12 words. Uh, you want to definitely make sure it's written down somewhere. Some people will take photos of it, but that's not what you want to do because if somebody steals your, steals your phone, phone, they can open up the photos and see your secret. Yeah, seat phrase, yeah. So I'm just going to give you some uh, paper and a pen, and you'll write down your seed phrase, and, and uh, you'll store that with you so that if you ever need to restore it, you would be able to uh, restore with your seed phrase. Awesome. So it's just asking you to start at this point. You're just going to hit that start button, and it's going to start off with, um, let's see, secure your wallet. Um, secure your wallet, seed uh, recovery to phrase so you want to manually write it down as it's saying and it's telling you you know uh, risks are if you lose it if you forget it where you put it you know these are things to think about you don't want to uh, forget where you store your seed phrase so um, perfect and then I ask for tips it says store in the bank vault store in a safe store in multiple secret places and then I'm going to start Face ID, tap to reveal the phrase. So even there, it needed your face to even open that up. Right? Yeah. So, you know, the, um, the people who have stolen your phone are not going to be able to have your face. Yeah. So there are layers of security that um, are there to kind of protect anybody from accessing the wallet itself. You can also set up two phrase. Uh, Two, yeah, two-phase authentication for you mm-hmm. to where you need to um, pull up a Google Authenticator or something of that nature that can give you the code to help add an extra layer of security on there. So you need your face and it needs this code that's randomly generated. Yeah, and so that's what I'm doing right now. I'm actually writing down the specific number of the... Yeah, so take them a minute. There's, there's again, 12 words, 12 uh, words that you typically have to write down and and uh, they're random, and you definitely need to store this somewhere where nobody can get to it. It's uh, this would be, I guess, a little bit of a the kind of uh, thing to be mindful of. Right? Yeah. If your house catches fire, you're gonna that thing's gonna burn. Right? Yeah. So maybe storing it, storing it somewhere uh, in a secured, fireproof casing, if you can. Some people are good enough to remember their 12 phrases. And that's also possible. So if you can remember yeah. the 12 words there, then... Uh, that's kind of... I'm not going to be able to do that. So. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a brain um, teaser for me to try to remember exactly. that in pictures. Once you've written down the words, it asks you to confirm them. So it, it, it sometimes it asks you randomly, uh, you know, select these phrases out of. It'll yeah. choose like number and got, four. And it's asking you to, to actually have it in the the correct order. Exactly. Whenever so, you're confirming it. Yeah, sometimes they'll ask you to type it all back out again, or just select it all back out again, and then other times it won't. So now he's he's now created his wallet, and uh, gonna hit done. At this moment in time, you are now free from the chains that bind you on the financial system that we've been living on for so long. That took no time at all. Yeah. And required no identification. Again, which a lot of people like to pick at, right? You know, crypto, they like to talk about money laundering and all that. Right. As we discussed in our first podcast, there's that happens all the time in the banking financial industry. Uh, in system, don't do not uh, do not kid yourself about that, right? Just do some Google searches, and there are tons, tons of, of stories of banks and how they're constantly being fined of manipulating the market or money laundering for cartel. It's rampant. Yeah. So you can't really hold that argument anymore, right? We we look to have the greater good Mm -hmm. or hope for the greater good of things and uh it is very helpful as you as you can see and as we discussed where you're now free man you you now can receive cryptocurrency and you can also send it you can pay people with it you can store your nfts there 
and that can go with you wherever you're at. And as we live now, our phone goes wherever Everywhere. we're at. So, you know, all the to tie in the, uh, another geopolitical uh, event type of thing with with Russia and their situation. All of your cash apps, PayPal, and Venmo. all of those services, mm -hmm. Venmo, they are not working in Russia. So if you relied on that already and you thought, like, I don't need crypto because I've already got this cash app that's linked to my bank account, I'm good. Um, not really. You know, those services can be shut down. Again, like, like I've tried to point out, that they always have the upper hand over you. Yeah. They always have the hours of operation. Yeah. They can always shut down the system if they see fit. They can freeze your assets. Yeah. You know, this now broke you from all of that. All of that. Yeah. And I appreciate that because it opened up my eyes to a, a, a whole dimension where I didn't have the experience, right? And obviously, you put the time and the experience. Tell us a little bit about your experience in terms of your background, like how you got to crypto mining and how we're here at the farm and how it's you you are laying the foundation for your own ecosystem and your own vision, right? So just share share with the audience and, and the listeners out there, you know, like how you got to this point. I mean, because obviously there's been some time and that's one of the things about the show is, you know, trial and error doesn't work. It's aligning yourself with somebody who has created a, 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 a format that you can follow, a blueprint, a framework, and then that way you collapse time, right? So yeah. you know, kind of take people on that journey for you. Definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of got my start in, uh, in the crypto space because of my field of work where I'm in the tech field and I do a lot of uh, computer work. I'm actually really uh, I'll do the technical work when building an infrastructure for uh, building. So a business might come in to a building, they're gonna need it all wired up yeah. to, to get internet, to have their computers talk to the servers. Mm -hmm. I'm the guy who comes in and installs all that infrastructure for the Wi-Fi, for fiber, things of that nature, as well as then support that type of operation by yeah. working on the computers or cell phones or tablets, any of those types of devices, um, your meetings, your Zoom call meetings, or anything of that nature, yeah. you know, you're, I'm the guy that you would call. Okay. And uh, that, I've been doing that for about 14 years now. Okay. So, you know, a good amount of time in this industry. Heck yeah. I've, I've now um, earned the title of uh, network manager. And I'm awesome, man. moving towards a communications lead, which I've completed most of the tasks to, to have that title. Yeah. And, uh, I'm looking forward to earning that officially. Heck yeah. Uh, so, you know, a lot in that to the tech field and with that, you're, you're always kind of trying to look for uh, new innovative stuff, new new toys, new new phones that might be coming out or the, or the latest laptop or the latest TVs. And, and in that space, crypto was in many of the forms people were talking about crypto and about this revolutionary uh, currency or store of value um, that it was, it was very catching. It was very catching because again, it, as we talked about uh, Satoshi Nakamoto him seeing that laying down that visionary path and that, that foundation for us, you could see his vision without it being to what it is today, right? So being able to kind of keen in on that and pick up on it, I got I got started doing my research and mm -hmm. got hooked on, on the whole idea yeah. of this financial freedom, right? Where a lot of people were looking at it as, as making money and using it as currency and trying to replace the US dollar, but the whole idea of being free from a bank, which I've been, you know, scarred by so many times by an overdraft fee mm -hmm. that has led to a couple hundred dollars in, in owing down because it went for a few days in overdraft. Yeah, right? yeah. Then back when uh, a while ago, and that type of stuff just irks you. You know, you you you're, you have to use that system, and that type of stuff can can get at you, right? Yeah. And it can really set you back. 
So, you know, being in that industry, we were kind of uh, getting word of, of it and it started becoming more popular. But I didn't move to where I was crypto mining until much later. So I got into the cryptocurrency by just trying to own it or try, uh, trying to buy it up. I was actually in the cryptocurrency space or, or learning about it when the Mt. Gox event happened. And that was one of the first exchanges that you could actually uh, trade Bitcoin on. So anybody could link up their bank account yeah. to it and now you could actually spend US dollars for it. Well, that actually, uh, the exchange, they, I believe they denied it and I, I'm pretty sure they do where they basically ran away with everybody's Bitcoin. So I still have the email of the registration of my account where I didn't go forward with it because once I got to the point where you had to enter your bank account, they were operating out of Japan mm. and I did not want to give a foreign country my information yeah. at that time. Yeah. I just was not for that. So I, I never finished up my account, but yeah, they ran away with a bunch of people's Bitcoin and a few of those folks have actually got some of that Bitcoin back and you know, but they didn't get all of it. Yeah. But it was it was that was a long time ago, and it's kind of a marker for a lot of people in the in the crypto space of when you kind of got in. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, I was trying to purchase it, uh, and at that time I was in stocks, so I was invested with uh, Edward Jones and a couple other. Um, uh, I had I eventually created another account, and I was studying where I could kind of invest my money to make to make make more you know to uh, not have to work so much or you know finally be able to have that nice car that you wanted and uh, when I was working with mutual fund uh, folks they I found like you, you they didn't like do what I really wanted them to do yeah so, so uh, to help paint this picture I wanted to invest in Facebook when Facebook was about to go to, into an IPO, which they were releasing their stock, my investor fought with me on me spending my money on purchasing Facebook stock to where I had to kind of argue with her, like, I'm giving you money. I know you're my investor and trying to guide me into earning my retirement or earning me some revenue of yeah. some sort. Yeah. But I'm telling you that I want to invest in Facebook because I know it's doing something. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm using Facebook myself. All my friends were using it. I want to invest in Facebook. And so she fought me, with me for a little bit on it, but I was able to uh, convince her and she purchased, I, I, I purchased Facebook for $40 a share. Man, oh man, that skyrocketed yeah. her, right? Yeah. So that actually happened twice in two different occasions, or another occasion where I tried to invest in Tesla, and she fought with me again on investing in Tesla. So that woke me up to independent freedom, uh, financial freedom, because they're not doing what I'm wanting them mm -hmm. to do, but I'm paying them money to, you know, invest with them yeah. and and do all their, use their service. Yeah. But they're not actually allowing me to do it myself yeah. or uh, go guide the way I want to go a little bit with it. And, uh, you know, you, you want to have a little control over it and feel like you know what's going on enough to uh, kind of guide yourself and guide yeah. your retirement, your, your portfolio. So that woke me up to independent financial freedom where I created my own account. And uh, in creating my own account with uh, um, TD Ameritrade, I was in heavily getting heavy investing in stocks and now I was looking for other investments to jump in on. That's again coming back to the, the start of this where I started hearing about Bitcoin mm -hmm. and reading forums on it and picking up more and more and looking at ways to invest in it. Well, I definitely picked up some at that time yeah. and it, it was it was amazing because it's been, a, it's been a, an amazing ride you know, throughout this whole uh, this, this whole time that, yeah. that it came out because everybody was dogging it. It's almost like when the internet comes out, nobody believe. really like believed in it, right? Yeah, but I then remember it that. blew up, and now look at everybody. They wish they would have invested in Amazon or any of those yeah. companies, right? Hundred percent. So that's where it started from. Now moving kind of forward to uh, a few years back, I have now been running this crypto farm, or I've um, been running the farm for a year now. 
but I've been crypto mining for longer than that. And I started back in 2018 is when I actually started to crypto mine. Um, it, it was it was like almost any other business where you start off really, really small and then work your way up. Yeah. And it really is baby steps. As long as you keep giving it energy and putting forth that effort, yeah. right, and you can take it somewhere. Yeah. So I started off with one graphics card. And I even still have a photo of it. It's kind of funny. It's it's sitting on top of a box. It's sitting on top of an Amazon box that I had just ordered it from. And I'm literally have it up and running in a matter of a few minutes, crypto mining for me, because I had already done all the research I had to do it. I had had it up and running and earning crypto in just a few minutes of pulling it out of the box. Mm -hmm. And it was already earning passive income that was paying for its own electricity so that it actually earns enough to pay for the elements of its own electricity yeah. as long as the coin is staying profitable for you yeah yeah and then it's earning this extra and at that time it was six dollars one graphics card was earning me six dollars a day yeah and i was like wow this is amazing right because uh you already kind of had that equipment around being around some of the friends i had they had graphics cards so you had these high-end kind of graphics cards. Well, I turned mine into making money for me instead of like using it for games mm -hmm. or whatever. Because uh, it definitely was in that scene and that's, that was tied into how I learned about crypto was that the gaming scene and the IT industry, the tech industry was all talking about it yeah. before anybody else was really knowing about it. Yeah. And so now I'm... Uh, Again, I, I started my operations here in this warehouse uh, last year on 2009. I mean, uh, April 9th. April 9th. Uh, yeah, of last year. And uh, that that was the kickoff to where now, just recently, I've earned all that back. Yeah. All, everything that I invested in. Hell yeah. You know, all the all the equipment that I purchased. Yeah. Has, has paid for itself. Yeah. And this now is that moment of absolute freedom to where you do have the opportunity now to say, I don't need to work that job again. I now get to work my passion. Mm -hmm. So you get to choose yeah. at that point. Yeah. That's so that awesome. was the start. Yeah. yeah. And and now it, it's, it's, it's taken off. And Absolutely. I'm looking forward to the, to the next year. Heck yeah, man. And, and it's, and it's awesome because you've obviously, and, and you know, the past handful of episodes are really, and you and I've talked about this, it's the craftsmanship, right? Falling in love with the work, falling in love with all the time that you've been in it from its inception when people thought it was just going to be a bubble, right? And so now being at a place to share this information, speaking for myself, obviously I'm a novice, so it would take an exorbitant amount of time for me to get to your expertise, man hours, intellectual property, like how would it be applicable for me to get some information, but yet still get in the game, take some action in order to get that financial freedom without having to spend, you know, nine years, 10 years, Absolutely. more. Right. So being, uh, having done this for, for uh, quite a while now, I have seen the electrical draw on it and how much it consumes. And thinking about that carbon footprint, I have been thinking of ways of trying to offset that as much as I can. I would, I'm definitely trying to pursue a solar type farm that would offset what I'm consuming during the day. So if businesses did that, if, if, if I'm a business and I choose to do that because I know it's going to help me out, if other businesses did that and we had more of them contributing in that manner, yeah. you would not ultimately be burning coal or any other source resource to produce that extra energy. Every business would kind of be producing their own. Yeah. So it would offset to a certain degree, right? Wind and solar don't work when there's no wind and no sun, yeah. right? That's inherent to the system. So to have that expectation set, and then knowing that at least we're catching a quarter to half of you know solar and wind, then yeah. we can offset electrical consumption. Mm -hmm. So crypto mining woke me up to that a lot. I really wanted to reduce my footprint 
uh, like a lot of companies are starting to do now. Yeah. And there are ways of doing that. Like I said, you can maybe set up a solar farm, but one things that I've, uh, some things that I've been looking into are innovative way, innovative projects that are coming out that are low powered crypto mining and very easy user friendly uh, to a degree. Yeah. And we are still talking about crypto, which is still technical for a lot of folks. Absolutely. You can set up a device in less than five minutes and be crypto mining just in that amount of time, time. You know, in five minutes. Yeah, right? yeah. And uh, with the five minutes, you are then putting up a network that's supporting your community and your neighbors around you. They are able to connect devices versus people. So Wi-Fi routers connect people through a laptop to mm-hmm. the internet, but the Wi-Fi device can also connect things, but they get jammed up or it consumes well, bandwidth yeah. as the network traffic wants to go through it. Yeah. So if you set up what looks to pretty much be a wireless router, yeah. it is has no fans to it, has no heat, really, it light them out because it's using energy, but nothing that's off-putting like crypto mining a Bitcoin miner, mm-hmm. a Bitcoin miner puts off a lot of heat. Yeah. It's consuming a lot of electricity, so that that produces heat uh, by nature, and uh, you know it needs to exhaust somewhere. So there's a lot of heat coming off of it. But with these, uh, in this one particular, is supporting Internet of Things, and with this Internet of Things router, you're able to put up a Wi-Fi signal with low power draw. We're talking five watts a day that would be pretty low on your electric bill. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in some cases, it could be a dollar a month to run this device. And the way the developers have structured the pay ecosystem, it would average about 10 to $12, get almost guaranteed. Income what happens is, is you, you get more tokens, but you're, there'll still be valued at 10 to $12. Mm. Right, yeah. so you you may get five hundred tokens one day, and that is ten dollars, and you get a thousand another day, and that is now worth ten dollars, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but you still get an equivalent of ten dollars. This is the ecosystems that cryptocurrencies are trying to create to incentivize people in other ways to support a network or support a community, yeah. and it takes really no effort out of you uh, at all. You are just uh, hooking up a power cable and hooking up an internet connection to it. So this particular device, uh, you would use an ethernet connection. And if you feed it that, those two uh, sources, then you're gonna earn 10 to $12 a day for the whole time you have it up and running. And this is where there are several projects that are trying to incentivize people to take their time and energy and effort to hang up a what is a wireless router. Yeah. Right? The device itself can punch like 12 miles in a range on its signal. And it's actually, the signal itself is 2G, equivalent to 2G. It's a little bit uh, greater than 2G. So that does not have a huge power draw like a 5G antenna has. A 5G antenna has to almost have a direct line of source of like solid energy coming Mm -hmm. into it because it is consuming massive amounts of energy to put out a 5G signal. The sad thing about the 5G is that you actually have to have more antennas than all the previous signals we've had before, 2G, 3G, 4G. Mm -hmm. You actually have to have more antennas to complete a, a, a encompass a city to provide a good network infrastructure to even run 5G. So all those devices that have been set up in your neighborhood, that's this little weird pole looking structure with a white type of elongated device on it about two and a half, three feet long, that's a 5G antenna. That thing is pumping out a signal uh, you wouldn't believe yeah. and it's consuming lots of energy look at those black cables that are connected to the bottom of it and try to imagine how thick they are because they're massive yeah. they are 
really, really thick. Well, the only reason you have thick cables like that is because you need power draw that is that would you know thick, yeah. that would not burn up the cable mm -hmm. you're using. So to be that massive and you know pumping up a signal. So I'm not trying to cut down 5G. We all need an internet signal or a, a cell phone signal. So we we need these technologies, but these devices run on those lower power draws and that lower signal while transmitting data. And the data that they're transmitting, again, is not like your computer data, it's for the Internet of Things. The Internet of Things would be like your Apple Watch, your smart TV, your house sensor, your home thermostat sensor. It would be for, uh, for agriculture where um, maybe you have sensors up that measure the humidity or the temperature in the area. Um, you know, farm um, any types of greenhouses that have water gauges or temperature sensors that are all computerized. Yeah. This is a device that you would set up and it provides what is exactly like a Wi-Fi signal around everything. And all of the data now travels through that device, freeing up uh, bandwidth and data traveling on the Wi-Fi mm -hmm. and you'd get incentivized for just putting up that antenna and companies pay to transmit data through your antenna or pull data through your antenna maybe they want to look at what the local weather sensor is in, in your neck of the woods that data for that sensor that ends up on like the weather channel something it would go through your device. Yeah. You would be providing that network infrastructure, like Verizon sets up an antenna near your house. They just popped up an antenna. They provided a structure, an umbrella around that area. You're doing the same thing and being incentivized to do it. Hmm. You're being paid to do it to a degree. Yeah. And it's really, really cool. And that specific project that I'm talking about is called Match X. And Match X, is a great project uh, that you guys definitely want to check out and do your research on and and to maximize your effectiveness without uh, utilizing a large amounts of energy this Internet of Things router MatchX will now mine three different tokens so instead of having to run three different pieces of equipment to crypto mine for those different currencies yeah. it's on one device Very more efficient that only consumes you know about a dollar a day or so, you know, not um, um, uh, yeah, about a month or so, and it's not going to cost you much, right? It's five watts a day. I don't know what the math is on that. Yeah. I'm not trying to do that right now, but yeah, 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 yeah. a very very small minimal amount. amount. Where yeah. my crypto mining farm is consuming twelve thousand kilowatts an hour, a very very large amount. Yeah, and when I got to those numbers, I was blown away myself. I just want to remind uh, folks that there are servers that are running right now that are supporting internet sites um, that could be bad. And just think that this site is sitting on a server somewhere and it's consuming energy until somebody actually can take it down. Or also think that when you might post a tweet, that tweet actually has an electrical price tag ticker on it that's continuing to run up because that data sits on a server and that server is not just some one server sitting yeah. in an office space. It's in a warehouse of thousands of servers or hundreds of servers in smaller cases being fed in AC, they've got to be cool I am hooking up this type of equipment for my job. So this is something I've, I've seen and dealt with where we always had to have a 30 amp plug in the wall because they needed to draw that large amount of electricity. You can't just put it on a simple wall plug mm -hmm. and run a server. It consumes a lot of electricity. So there are a lot of things that are running and consuming electricity that are creating a massive carbon footprint but people seem to want to highlight and spotlight that with crypto mining. And I acknowledge it, yeah. but also know that you can still crypto mine without creating that yeah. CO2 carbon, carbon footprint. Yeah. Yeah, that you, can, you can do it without that 
footprint and um, I'm exploring those types of uh, blockchain technology and projects to try to diversify my own crypto mining farm. Yeah. I don't want to be stuck on the heavy energy consuming type of mining because that is drifting away. So the current uh, cryptocurrency that I mine is Ethereum. Well, Ethereum is actually going to Ethereum 2.0, which some may have heard about. Well, that's actually to boot off crypto miners. Uh, you know, there's some other smaller things going on with it, but the developers in the community have voted, which is so cool about cryptocurrencies that it is driven by a community in some yeah. cases. Yeah. You get to vote on how it is evolving well, they have decided to cut the carbon footprint that they create, that Ethereum network creates. And so by, by what they're implementing, you will no longer be able to mine, use equipment, yeah, right. resources that I have to mine that type of cryptocurrency. There will be others to mine. They just won't be Ethereum, which has been a stable, profitable revenue for crypto miners next to Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. I don't have any Bitcoin miners. I have Ethereum miners and work on, I work with devices that can be used for multiple cryptocurrencies versus just one. Yeah. Because again, I want to be able to uh, diversify mm -hmm. and I want to make sure that I get full, good use out of the equipment that I purchase. Yeah, 100%. So having that variety to choose from of cryptocurrencies to crypto mine, it's definitely uh, beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's been the start of how I got into it, and it is uh, it's truly given me that financial independence that I was seeking. Yeah. And I can still do my day job. That is what's been super cool, too, is that I still have my day job. If I, if I want to continue to do it for until I hit a retirement or, you know, that, that nature, you can do that. Yeah. You can still support cryptocurrency network infrastructures and be incentivized for providing that equipment and that effort and monitoring that that you know that those types of devices yeah for the most part it's a, a babysitting job until you need to do your maintenance yeah right and then you, it's, you get it hands-on yeah so. yeah but you know i love how you explain things in a way that you know i'm not a tech person you paint a picture for me and I, I, I'm feeding off your passion, so I'm like, ah, I get it. And also seeing how things are just moving and all the different hundreds of millions that are being invested in changing stadiums to uh, crypto.com, right? And having, exactly. you know, like a Matt Damon, you know, being sponsored, you know, by crypto or Tom Brady. Like, these are reputable people that have a long standing in society in their own way so you have to open up your mind and say like this as much as you can hear people have polarizing debates about if this is why this is positive negative like it's here yeah and even behind us it's here so been here for a while it's just you, you wake up to it you know do your own research yes you know take baby steps into it but but really truly see where it can free you up in yeah. many avenues and you can uh, be free from governmental ba bonds or ba binds on you, yeah. uh, banking system binds on you. Yeah. Uh, you can even be incentivized to uh, get equipment to where you can now make a passive income yeah. and you can now have some more time to enjoy life while not having to uh, invest your time in watching your equipment. Like I right. said, you, this is, you can kind of, uh, you can go on your trips you can do a lot of remote access to manage your farm. Yeah. You don't really have to be on site. Making sure it's cool, making sure exactly. the fans don't burn out, making sure the gaming cards don't fry yeah. out a circuit and have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes they do. They're, they're, they're workhorses for you. Yeah, so they're, yeah. They're really uh, cranking away and trying to work at it. Yeah, so. yeah. I dig it. I dig it. Man, I love these conversations, man. And that's why people have been asking for more of it because it's not really talked about in this sort of outside the box type of way um final thoughts just bringing it home for this episode and if you wouldn't mind just giving a preview what the next one is going to be yeah you know final thoughts is that um you can take the 
you can make if you can make the initial investment there are great opportunities right now to uh, capitalize on crypto mining you don't have to have those high-end bitcoin miners that consume a lot of energy you can go with uh, lower power devices and still be incentivized to create that network to put up that signal uh, and it's not always just about the signal there are other projects that are awesome like uh, DPR, the DPR network, uh, deeper network, and that is really cool because it's actually a decentralized uh, private network. So like a VPN, like a lot of people know and use, this is a decentralized private network that is also uh, tunneling your traffic and you're being incentivized to share some of your bandwidth. So whenever you're not using yeah. your internet, like if you go to work or you go out to dinner, that's actually can be shared yeah. uh, with some other folks that will be paying for the, the bandwidth share. And you can be incentivized to share your bandwidth on your internet. That's pretty cool, so man. Ultimately, in some cases, maybe you could be paying for your internet itself or reducing Reducing's, the cost of it, yeah. which is, again, more money in your pocket that will make that time you spend in work longer. Yeah, right? yeah. Dollar stretch. Yeah, yeah. Also, I appreciate you helping me set up my um, my wallet, man. That yeah, was absolutely. That's super cool. You've uh, you 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 freed yourself there. And, yeah, uh, it's pretty. I'm free. Uh, yeah, give yeah. some give a, give a little uh, a, a teaser of, of, of what we'll kind of uncover in the next episode, man. I'm excited, yeah, man. So definitely gonna talk about a few more projects. I um, definitely like to uh, keep keep going up with the with some some things that really help out with the community or uh, get away from that capitalistic mindset. Yeah. So we'll look into some things like that. Perfect, perfect. As always, thank you all for locking arms, not only with me, but with Jared, because this is the future and this is really bringing the community together, bringing the ecosystem that will thrive for generations to come. And so I love you all and I cannot wait until the next episode until then just keep loving on each other and keep being the best version of yourself have a great one